0: Alright, welcome back to Hellas and Homies. I'm here with a man who needs no introduction, uh, a pioneer of Oz rap, if you will. Uh a pioneer of the current movement as well. I'm here with B-Wise. How are you, brother? What's up, you man? good.
1: I'm good, fucking how are you, man? Yeah, good, bro. Thanks for coming yeah, through. Bless. Thanks for having me, bro.
0: Let's get straight into it. Yeah. Who is B-Wise? Where did you grow up?
1: Man, who is B-Wise? Where did I grow up? You go, you go straight for the straight, bro. I mean, first off, I'm like, I'm... James, James, Yako, um, you know, before the artist, you know, um, as for, like I'm a I'm a normal stand up, straight up guy, like. But as far as be wise, you know, that's that's my answer of who I am as an artist. That's like the name that I, you know, practice my artist my art expression under, and 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 do everything creative in that in that space. And um, and yeah, man, I, I like I'm an artist. I'm a businessman. I'm a, you know you name it, bro, and. The whole lot yeah the whole lot man like so you know i'm 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 all kind of wrapped in one yeah um and yeah and where i kind of grew up i was i was born in sydney i'm from i'm from sydney southwest like i was born here um i s- spent some minor time as well out rural when i was younger yeah. I think Shout was, out we were talking <laughs> off, uh, off camera before but um primarily yeah majority of my life i've lived in uh sydney southwest yeah. uh liverpool between liverpool and Campbelltown. yeah, yeah. And you spent time in nigeria as well yeah man so i was um when i was younger um, uh, i was out there for months at a time um he yeah. we went to primary school there for a little bit but how's that it was, yeah it was it was different let's just say it's very different yeah. from australian schools were um, you in uh, lagos no no so i like I just recently i was in lagos like i just got back from there but before that like when we would go um, my dad's from the southeast so it's a state called Imo state yeah. Um so we were there, we we spent a lot of time in his family home there. Um but where I went to school was in Port Arcot. Um yeah, right. which is another uh, another city, not far from there. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, And it was what different. age was that? That was about what was I year two, so I'd say what are you like year two, you're about what seven year, or eight. Yeah. So maybe sorry, year three. So you're yeah, about eight, nine? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Wow bro.
0: So wait, you went from school in Sydney? Yeah to then a year i
1: went to school everywhere in pri in, in my early years i went to i went to five different schools in six years so wow so is that wait no seven years because if you include yeah. kindy right but yeah i went to five different schools wow during my primary years i never really was settled and so that was one of them yeah that's mental yeah, yeah. that's a right, that's a lot <laughs> i know right so you don't really get to make friends so it's like i yeah. didn't really make lifelong friends until i got to maybe well, you seven you're eight and then in high school, were you at
0: one school or two or three? Or? I was at one, just the one school for yeah, high school. So good.
1: once once I got back, I went to the longest stint I did probably was at a primary school in in um, in, in uh, Hitchinbrook. Or, so not Hitchinbrook, sorry. Um, what's it? Why what am I having a mind blank? Um, it's called St. Therese. It was like out in, uh, it was in uh, Liverpool area. So you would say like near Miller and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. beautiful. So... Everyone knows you for like B-Wise now. Yeah. But
0: back in the day, mm. there was K-1.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, you know about man. I uh, know, know about K-1. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. I would have been
0: like, what, 10? Was it 2010 you were doing
1: it? Yeah, about then, bro. So yeah. It was around 2000. This is like, yeah, fresh out of high school, we were making music, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for the listeners who, or watchers who aren't sure about like what K-1 is, yeah. I think I could describe it, but I don't think I'd do it justice. That's crazy, man. You researched hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How would you... How would you describe K1? Because it, it yeah. suits the sound at the time yeah. for
1: sure. Yeah, But what would you say like the actual sound was? To be honest, I think the sound at the time. So this is like for context, anyone who's watching, I guess this was a group that I was with childhood friends that we all grew up with together. And we kind of we all went to different schools, but we started like, a group, like a rap yeah. group together nah. at the time and- um Everyone trains of it, bro. You know, like, yeah. yeah, like that was it. And that was the time as well. Like, you know, you ha- well, everyone was doing groups at the time. Yeah. So we was like, <laughs> yeah, let's, be that, let's be that group. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, let's be that group. But there wasn't like really anyone doing that. But what the sound was at the time, to be honest with you, I actually think it was a little ahead of its time. I think yeah. the music that we were making at that time was like, for what was coming out, of was not, like really not, not much was happening out of Australia at that time. So it was like- I think it was, it was very like raw. It was very energetic, yeah. but you know what I mean? I couldn't even tell you if we would mix or master the music. <laughs> we would just put it out on MySpace, my yeah. MySpace. So yeah, like that was it. But um, I mean, it was it was good for for what it was and for the time. And that was the experience that I built to be able to, to um, you yeah, know, to start my career as an artist. Yeah, so then K1 mm-hmm.
0: on your YouTube, Yeah, which was a deep dive. On my YouTube? The K1 YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Lloyd Banks. Yep. Chris Brown. Yep. How did that come about?
1: Um, so so you are back up for them. Yeah. So like that's an interesting part of it because when I was like just fresh out of high school, I was in stadiums like with this group. Yeah. So um, this might mean not mean shit now. Can I swear, yeah, yeah, of This can. might not mean shit now. But at the time, I think when MySpace used to have this thing where they used to rank artists um in the country yeah we were like number seven or eight at the time who was one i couldn't even tell you at that time bro. (laughs) probably like guy sebastian or something yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know man but like it was like and we were just like here's our high school no label nothing and like the music was getting traction but i think it was also getting traction outside of australia that was probably what was happening but it that put us in positions to be like we were getting we went on tour with justice crew who were like the biggest um group yeah. At that time, like they were one of the biggest acts, period. At that time, and so we went on tour with them because uh, uh, two of the members were close friends of mine. And solo. the boys, solo, shout yeah. out solo, shout out scrap, yeah. um, shout out Samson, shout out all the boys, man. Justice yeah. Crew really like took us under their wing because we were like this young group of rappers, and they were they were originally B boys, like they were dancers and, and breakers. But they, the music came on after they won the show, yeah. After they won australia the show, it's Got Talent, right? And so with us what we did was we kind of would just like mix with them. We'll make music, we'll show them what we're doing, whatever, they'll show us what they're doing. And we just kind of were around. And then it was just like, hey guys, uh, Chris Brown has booked us to support, open his tour. And I think Jessica Malboy might've been on it as well. Yeah. So they were like, she we want you time, she was right? huge as well. So like, yeah. at the time they were like your two big acts, I think from Australia, like the Justice and, and Jess. And so, and Chris, was like, and that was his fame tour. So that was like a huge, huge tour at the time. So that was like at the, you know, Sydney Entertainment Center, it's yeah. so like kudos levels. Yeah. And so we were like, hell yeah, bro. Like, I don't think we, <laughs> you know, I we didn't have any money, nothing, bro. Like, we was like, fuck, let's go, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we scratched together anything we could. I think even one of the boys couldn't even make one of the shows, like, to get there, bro. Like, cause they were all paid and covered. We just yeah. had to be there. And if we got there, we're on stage and it's so mental. that's how that type of shit happened did, doing stadiums and that's what kind of actually opened my eyes to be like yo this is, might be something that i want to do lloyd banks was just another thing as well just like the reputation was building at that time for that group and so it was just like um the promoter was just hit us directly and was just like I, uh, ian reed he's now passed um rest in peace but he was like yo uh we want to get you guys on support lloyd banks you yeah. know and we went and did a bunch we did jizza we did um a flow rider at the time, all this shit, bro. bro so massive. yeah, it was crazy. How was Lloyd Banks? Lloyd Banks was was cool, from what I remember, bro. Those days were, were a bit yeah. wavy, man. So I was just happy to be in the <laughs> yeah, shit, bro. I just get to the mic and just do my thing. Lloyd Banks was cool, like he was just real quiet dude. Like I don't even think I met him that night. It was just we we didn't, back then we didn't care who like. It was not all who was who it was we yeah. just cared about the opportunity you know yeah. so we didn't we weren't really fanning out the only time we probably found out was like when we saw chris you know but yeah i mean other than that man we were just we just wanted to be on stages and like and thing bro and our yeah. thing, yeah because that's circa 2010 hey or yeah 11. that's that's a 12 to 10 12 around that yeah so super Even, easy at the time oh so, nine so you know like yeah like I don't think I had a beard, bro. I was just like, yeah. we were just like kid, bro, just doing it. And see Breezy, yeah, you know, yeah. like the Breezy squad, all that all that ish, man. So, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And then shout-out solo for this one. Kid Cuddy comes out.
0: Yeah. Is that under K? Oh, he told you that? Yeah. Bro, I man, messaged solo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. He said like... Yeah. Is this under K1, this whole story? So this is part of it. So this was in our last days together. This is like when we were actually... So you're talking about Kid Cudi when he first came? Yeah, you just mentioned that you brought Kid Cudi uh, out or something Yeah, like Yeah, that. I'll yeah. tell you what happened real quick. So basically it was like these are the, the days where we was like thing. But what was happening though is because one of us was still underage, the other one, the rest of us though was like we were getting all these club gigs but we wasn't like getting like actual tours and I, I feel like that's what we were trying to do at the time. Like we weren't getting really like anything yeah. paid. Like when you were doing club gigs back then, it's like, all right, we got – $200 for his break it up, you yeah. know, like no one wanted to pay rappers in a club in Sydney, you know, it was like, you pay a DJ, you don't pay a rapper, bro. So, yeah. But it was like, oh, exposure, exposure. But at that point we didn't need exposure anymore. It was just like, we're supposed to be playing dates now. You yeah. know what I mean? So we can't wait for the odd person to hit us up to come through. So we started putting on our own parties, our own shows. And this, this was, yeah, around that time. And to be honest with you, we've been throwing parties since 2005, bro. Like we was like teenagers throwing parties. Yeah. Um you know and these are the things yeah like definitely not talked about but it's like we did it and if you know you know it's shit. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time we would hire out halls all of that so one what we did is we did we would tie in the party with us doing the finish the closing yeah. set so it was like a festival kind of ish party is kind of like live yeah thing. and then when that grew traction then we would start there we would start um adding on more people to the to the uh to the bill. yeah, And this was a lot of primarily, a lot of African Australian yeah. artists at the time who was coming up and doing their thing. And so it started in the community, but then it grew out. Once I started to get to the high schools and other schools were talking about it, and then people would come. throw right. parties at like Granville Town Hall in Sydney, uh, Asheville Town Hall. Yeah, wow. Never get our bonds back because we would just say, it's a birthday party because you know, no one's yeah. gonna give you a haul. whatever. And then we got this warehouse. And when we got the warehouse, in Marrickville, back in back in the yeah. days when you could go do those grimy warehouse parties, I don't know if you ever went to any of them. Uh, I'm you, 23. All right, bro. Well, this is before my time. Bro, well, there used to be times in Sydney where Sydney was just a vibe, bro. Yeah. And you could just go to a warehouse, drink your drink, have a wild bashment party. So we hired one of them out through the party, and then we had us as the main act. Yeah. Kid Cuddy is. It's mental. Yes. mental. Yes, and exactly. And this is, mind you, is like this is Kid Cudi day and night had just dropped. Like it was just got, yeah. got its traction. This was also again MySpace was like the new t- was the TikTok of its time. Yeah, MySpace was doing like was they de- debut a new acts. Yeah. and that's how he came out. But I can't take credit for bringing Kid Cudi out personally. Um, I just I just teed it up in Sydney. Yeah. So when he came out, uh, shout out to Jimmy Singh, um, a dude who was part of a collective called Rochambeau, and he and others brought out um, Cuddy. They had him at Chinese Laundry. He did some shows there, but he wanted to do more shows. And so this guy reached out to me and says, yo, Cuddy's in town. Would you be keen? I'm like, Cuddy, the guy does day and night. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like handling this as like fucking... I don't know. I think it was 18 maybe this time or something. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, let's get him down. Let's get him down. Like, how much does he charge? And he's like, yeah, he charges this much. And, you know, it wasn't very that much at the time, you know. Yeah. But I was like, it was a lot for us, but it was like, it wasn't much considering now. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we'll make it happen. Like, we'll figure it out. Bring him down. And so when he flew in or when he came back from where he was at, we sent one of the boys to go pick him up fucking Ford laser. We picked him up in, um, I swear to God, bro. Like, and you know, he came through, they sent us what's called a rider. We didn't know what a rider was at the time. We were yeah. just like, what's this list of like things? Yeah. We're like, fuck that. Bro. Like, <laughs> We got some jollof rice. We got some like KFC, we got all these different shit. We'll just set it up with some beers and all that. Um, and yeah, and so he was, this was off the original day and night, so he was riding off these bars and people were still figuring out who he was. And yeah. we were also figuring him out too. And then so he did his set and he killed it in a way like it wasn't even as packed as it should have been at that time until later on in the night. But one thing he did was that I'll never forget is that like the room that he was performing to, you know, I don't even know if he would want me to even say something like this. But I mean, it was like 40, 50 people. But it was like at a time when he was also coming up in his career. We have to take away the hooky cuties now. He was still very fresh. So were we. But we just were known him more, in Sydney more at the time. Yeah. And so he did his thing. And bro, after that, um, I was always just like, bro, no matter how many people you perform in, doesn't matter where you come yeah. from, like you got to have that energy. And I call it the Kid Cudi energy just because of that always to this day. And he's uh-huh. like, yeah, that was dope. And then, bro, literally after he left, a month later, the remix of Day Night came out. The mm, one with- The um, Croakers one or whatever. And yeah. Then, yeah. Phew, career change. Then-, then, then and Cardi was, was everywhere. Mr. Rager out at the time? I think, I couldn't tell you, I'd be guessing. I'd be guessing yeah. possibly. Like he had a few records out at the time. It was just that Day and Night at the time was the focus single. And Memories would have been out as well. That was out in 2009, I think. Possibly, yes. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Any other artists? I had Iggy for some reason.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We knew Iggy from around away. Like when, you know, when we used to do like talent shows and shit like that. She was, um, she used to come up from Wollombimbi or wherever she's from. That place in Queensland. <laughs> Baffles me, bro. Yeah, she's from somewhere in Queensland. and she how, to, how she's done it yeah, is just remarkable. Yeah, she used to be with another girl at the time. I used to, and they used to call themselves Lady D or something. I don't know. Something like that. But she was like, she was just this uh, teenage chick. And we met her as well. And um, at the time, yeah, just to see her around. And then the last, the t- next time I saw her after that, she was freaking blown up like yeah. um, in America. And uh, after that, Lastly thing I was, saying, I was I was uh doing I was performing at a, uh what what was it called? Um Falls Festival out in Up in uh, Byron. Yeah uh they do they do a few a few dates. Yeah. Um yeah it was Falls Perth it's the four I could be true. The one on New Year's Eve? No, there's the one that's four, it's four dates. They do Perth, they do Melbourne, Sydney. Field Day. When was it? Help this me. was 29, 2019, just before the pandemic. That in was the last falls. time I saw her. So seeing her from around away, then her career, like she went to States, took off, did her thing. And then the last time I saw her was when I was playing out. I was doing Force Festival out in uh, Fremantle, out in WA. Yeah. And she was there with, um, with Cardi, with Playboy Cardi. She was dating him at the time. Whoa. Yeah, so Cardi, because I was on the same stage as Cardi and then it was me, me, Cardi, then Sampa, Sampa the Great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's mental! Mm. Cardi in Perth, I don't even know that, eh? Yeah, bro, and he he doesn't seem like the regular type to be out there, but yeah, I think it was in. I think it was it was it was dope. Like he he did his thing, but he he was very different from the Cardi we see now. Yeah, yeah, was it all of his hits out by then? You reckon? Yeah, he had he, he had a run. Like he he had a, he had a good run at the time. Um, it was just that it was because I think I think twenty nineteen, early twenty nineteen, he must have had a, a big year. But I think the Australian audience, a lot of people at the back, were still trying to like figure who the guy is but a lot yeah. of people at the front were like you know yeah
0: all right so now we've gone over the other artists that you've encountered that people may not know about yeah yourself bro. Right? k1 ends in 2011 2012 about
1: 12 yeah 12 13
0: it's 20 2013 you go out on your own yep and then the following years 2014 15 you start making a name for yourself i personally would have known about you maybe i would have been in year nine so right. 2015 right then 2015, 16 comes around and you start to pick up serious traction.
1: Yeah, 2016 is when I got had got signed. That's when um, – because what you were mentioning before was just me just doing singles, but I did yeah. like a partnership signing with um with uh, Elephant Tracks at the time and I had an EP that I was already working on before by myself called Semi Pro. And then um, when I signed with them, like usually you sign and then you go and make an album. Yeah i already had like the ep ready to go i'm like and they loved it i'm like yeah let's drop that shit. yeah so that's when i dropped that 2016. so that i would say like that's when i actually started to be uh i think that's when the career like started to i i, I personally feel started to pick momentum yeah because in the years before like i didn't i hadn't figured out and i just got a manager then as well in 2016 um alexander franco so when we linked around then everything sort of like he's helped me to sort of bring in what I was doing and what I was trying to do sort of bring it into yeah. play because I, I didn't really have any navigation of the Australian industry. I was just dropping songs and mixtapes online and shit and SoundCloud and whatever. The hustle, bro. Just hustling, bro, yeah. In 2016, like, I mean, I was still grinding, like, you know, I was still um trying to get my name out there, you know, yeah. and, and and tour and, and sort of like figure out who I, I was as an artist and what I was going to say on the first album, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then – We're kind of skipping over it a bit, but I can't, like, help but go straight to it. Yeah. Area famous. Yeah. Bro, that was big at the time. Yes. That was – yeah, I feel like anyone that watched hip-hop at the time in Australia, that was, like, the album of the time where it was like, oh, fuck, we're getting albums now. I felt like I was seeing – so in the early 2000s or like even towards 2010, mm-hmm. it was developed in the sense we had like Bliss and SO Hilltop mm-hmm. and um, 360 Pez even. Yeah. And then there's like an era where like Curse is almost like a bit out by himself right. after 2010 yeah. just from like a 23-year-old perspective. And then we hit 2015 and we start to pick back up and then Area Famous comes out.
1: Yeah. That was uh, was it 2018 around then. Yeah. So that's a bit later. Yeah.
0: And the mistake me if I'm wrong, the
1: code's on it? Code, yeah. The code and then the remix came off after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How was, first of all, we'll go through the process of creating an album. Yeah. How how long do you
1: have that idea in your head for? My whole life. Right. Because your first album is your life up until that point. Yeah. I had all those ideas stored in my mind for ages. Some of them I haven't even, aren't even on there yet. Some of them I haven't even released yet. Yeah. It's just like, it's about the moment of the right moment for when, i want to say something say a particular thing but yeah. aria famous yeah was my life up until that point point. and
0: the first what what would you say that's released on the album like some of the songs that are made are they made like two or three years prior and you save them specifically for an album like um, concept
1: with with that album give or take one or two songs they were like maybe from the previous year yeah but I cooked I cooked that out I, like, I, I, like I locked in for that album. like I locked in for like nine months straight and just did did it all that I needed yeah, wow. to do and worked with all the producers I need to work with. Um, I had just moved into, and as you mentioned solo before, you've had him on the show before. I just yeah. moved into a studio in Alexandria um, called Dream Big or like Dream Big Factory and there was like heaps of people there. Um, like myself Manu Cruz um, Zig blessed Zig um solo IE, e, dopamine Ampharose, Kid Leroy um proper crew right? uh, Willstar, Will Star like bro uh, Sabio uh Clapback, like yeah. Yeah, we were uh, we were in there bro yeah how we, like when you say
0: in there cuz I know from being at open I was mm. at open before like before this setup I was mm. at open and I know what it's like to actually see an artist like enter a room and then mm. leave like hours later because I'm mm. in the same space. When you say like locked into a studio, w- try and describe that to someone to someone who has no idea what it's like to be around a studio. Just
1: vampire hours, bro. Yeah. It's real. It's real, man. Like it's when you when you're in a studio, like the studios, the creative space. I mean, those were the years where I used to just create in it like in a moment, like how I was living, which was very spontaneous, very erratic. Yeah, you know, so I'll just record whenever it'd be 12, 1 a.m. in the morning. I'll just I'll just get up there, record, or I'll sleep there. Like I was treating the studio that particular my room. I was treating like a like an apartment because I was still living um, uh, out in the west with my with my mom and dad, and um, I didn't have my own place. But like those were the years. Like I should have been, but I just you know at the time it was just like no it was really grinding you know what i mean so basically um and anything i made off like music at that time as well i was spending it on just you know my girl and all that shit and just living because i never really had anything at the time but we were still building it was all building progresses but like i was being in the studios like late late nights barely eating you know a lot of conversation a lot of smoke a lot of a lot of drink a lot of um we'll create moments. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to write a record, that's like a a party record or sort of like a party vibe or some, some shit like that. We would have a party or some shit in the studio. Like, you know, we would invite whoever, have everyone up in there and just vibe while we're cooking the music and then tell everyone, shush, we're about to drag some vocals and then everyone quiet. But yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely an experience and taught me how to just sort of like keep making music because even on that album, there was only, I think 13 songs, but I probably made like, 30, you know, around, wow. the, but never never saw the light of day and still sit in my hard drive. Yeah, wow. Mm. The
0: Code, I think. Yeah. To me, to me, like, The Code's the biggest one. I found that on SoundCloud, I'm pretty sure. That was when I first heard it. I'll never forget it. And then the remix. How did The Code come about? Because that is a pretty fond memory for a lot of people who are fans of Aussie hip-hop, yeah. that song releasing.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. The Code, uh, yeah, thank you, bro. I appreciate no, it. I, right. think, I think The Code was, um, yeah, it was a, a song – for its, its time and really was helping ushering in a new wave or a new sound yeah. um at the time. Um, the code came about uh to be frank actually now that I think about it Zig who's like you know Zig now yeah he actually I I believe no that's another song my mistake I'm thinking um of another song I did with Ampha yeah. um that was also on the album um, but no, the code was me and Dopamine were locked in because we did the semi-pro EP together, yeah. and so we continued cooking. But um, it was just a beat I think that he already had made, had pre-made, but no one had picked it up. Yeah. And as soon as I had heard it, I was just like, mm, "Like send it to me." I'm in the other room. Just send it. And he sent it, and I, I, I think I did. I think I did the verse. I did the verse like within 20 minutes of the first verse. I didn't do the second yet. And I kind of had like a a rough hook, but the hook, I knew what I wanted to say. I knew like we wanted, we wanted, we wanted, yeah. And we knew we wanted it to be like, to be an anthem of talking about, you know, about like a a code, like what you stand on, who you are, where you're from, um, you know, your surroundings. And I wanted it to sound like a surroundings, but the way I was doing the hook, it wasn't coming through, like the the message was understood. So Ampha came through a few days later and we always talked about doing something. And then I kind of like showed it to him and he like started toplining. And this was mind you, I didn't see many people top lining like that, which is just come sort of coming up with it top of your head. And he he understood when I explained the message of the song, he kind of just locked in, understood it, and just went in. And he was also still early in his career too. And he was just like, did it um in a in in the same day, just did multiple takes. And that was that was the hook. And when I heard it, I'm like, that's the one. Did the second verse boom, Wrapped it up and then and packaged that shit. And then the remix comes out. The remix came out. So the remix was like my first was an idea that I had for again for time. Yeah. But I just was about when do you execute the idea, and so that was me about because the code was talking about like my that my sense what I see my surroundings and the people around me, but I thought that it could be a bigger message, and I've always tried to think that way. I've always tried to be. A person that, you know, that would look at this scene that we're in and was like, how can we expand it? How can we, how can we grow bigger, you know, through yeah. collaboration and shit? And so no one, if no one's going to do it, then I, I would happily put my hand up and say, hey, like, I got this idea. And that was basically I wanted to have a representation of each kind of nationality, um, you know, as, yeah. as much as I could in my realm and each person's sort of varied story. Yeah, on one song that all came from the same kind of beginnings and upbringing that i did yeah so hence then i was just like yep yeah. and i ain't had that myself like i was with a label at the time but you know I, yeah. I did my thing there was an exception one person on there that was that um helped me connect the dots was uh jesua um yeah. you know because i didn't know a person at the time but i then got manu crooks got him to do his verse um I got uh who was it money cooks pistol, Co- uh, pistol pete and enzo you know I, yeah. I was always i always dug what they were doing always yeah. been a fan of what they were doing so i was like yep like i reached out to them they came through knocked it out um and who else uh, then i had a Huntro. he was he was on there he was probably the first one to lay his verse as well because he was hungry he did yeah. his thing um and then Jesswa uh, as well and nookie um yeah so everyone had their own story and their own thing and they put them all on this remix and then we let it go yeah Mm. it's
0: it's beautiful remix yeah and the code did better like
1: the the remix did well and it like uh it was the only thing i was just that only let me down about that one is i tried to do a video the video was it was just so hard to get everyone and each time i'd get everyone sort of locked in one would have to this or that and it was just like because i i I had this vision of everyone in the same visual i couldn't break it up i didn't want it to be like okay you're over there over here and curse at the time he a hard man to lock down bro you know like even to get a curse of verse you know what i mean so i I have to give him out of everyone in the whole group he had no relationship with anyone everyone knows curse is a wolf he does his own thing yeah um i know him from around the way we have mutual friends uh and i reached out to him personally and one of the other homies malik who used to run hustle hard tv reached out to him yeah and we talked we chopped it up he sent his verse didn't right he didn't charge me nothing so shout out like curses a real one i'm always going to be uh behind that dude because of what he did when i was coming up yeah yeah He's the go bro. he the a go like you know yeah it's, the proof is in the pudding man he's still here doing his thing independent he's the only one he's the only one and no breaks either like
0: there's some that have come and gone and there's some that have taken a break at some point along the way or tried to do America, yeah. whatever, whatever reasoning. He's the only one. Yeah. Campbelltown, through and through.
1: Campbelltown, straight up, bro. Made it happen. Five, six, oh, bro. Like, and the thing is, like, and even he, I feel even when he has a hiatus or when anyone has a hiatus, like when he comes back, it's like the presence is still felt because of the message, you know. you got to. I think he's quite transparent with his fans and with everyone that every now and then I'm taking family time. I'm doing my yeah. thing. I'm not even in the city right now with you know the family and shit and you got to do it sometimes it's you know it's it's hard to just keep grinding it out
0: yeah Mm. have you seen do you listen to uk music much yeah i listen to you know morrison
1: morrison okay i'm not fully across morrison though
0: morrison's a he's a white rapper yeah and he's like a guy do you know nines
1: nines familiar
0: vaguely so like morrison and nines when they rap about like what they rap about which is like drugs and whatnot yeah there's like articles yeah. news things on them like yeah. they are everything they say is factual right. so morrison's like this white guy came in the scene what's
1: one of morrison's biggest songs um,
0: shots shots bad boys okay yeah bad yeah, boys yeah. you know from a grime it is one of the most common samples of grime right. show two to you after
1: okay
0: um we about morrison and like cursor like follow each other and like comment on each other's shit wait you're not
1: talking about morrison he like a gypsy he just, he,
0: <sighs> mr morrison's mr. his name on instagram
1: I feel like I know, yeah. Like I a buff remember. white fella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look bro, up right you would never pick it. Like he is just uh, unbelievable. And him and Cursor like. Because if this is the guy I'm thinking of and Cursor got him on a song.
0: I don't know if he got on a song with him.
1: Yeah, I've seen this lad. Yeah, this bro. A, yeah, this is the lad I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I think he a gypsy, man. For real. <laughs> he could be, bro. I, there's videos where I see him. He come out of like the caravan and all that <laughs> yeah. type of shit. And he talk about that. Like, he got like the rolly on, yeah. but it's like real simple living. Nah, he got a song with Cursor too. Oh, really? Yeah, they've done the a track. They've got a record. I've, it's on one of Cursor's last albums. We'll, uh, we'll play it to you after. Yeah, right, but man. I know Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, my bro. I yeah, bro.
0: No, just with Cursor, like that relationship, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that is. Because Morrison at the time in the UK, Drill kind of like, Drill 2016, 2017 had its momentum. Yeah. Then it kind of, the originality died off. Yeah. And then just one day, this guy, and over in the UK, he was known. I think the last time he made music before that was like 2010. Yeah. Comes back in like 2019. He just shook up the whole scene, and then yeah, before I knew it, him and Curse were mates. Yeah,
1: right. He's just Curse is just the goat. Yeah, like, he is, bro. Like easy connect. Yeah, it's, that's the one. Song with Future as well. You got a song with Future. I don't. Who else I, was on that? I, I, I'm not sure who was the other person on there, but even that, like, I would be so interested to know how that came about. I feel like it's a, like a, it's a play that you put together with numerous artists. But regardless, I yeah. mean, you got a record with Future.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I always thought when that came out, total concentration for anyone who's listening, and you want to go search it up. I always wondered, like, I wonder what people because cursor makes so much sense to me. Mm. Right? I'm a kid, like, oh, I grew up in the mountains, mm. but like, penra all the time. Yeah. So cursor makes so much sense to me. Yeah. But I always wonder, like, I wonder when Americans hear this, what do they think?
1: It's different. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's again, like, you know, it's it's one of those things. is about like cultural acceptance and like sonics, yeah. and things like that. Not taking away, I'm sure Curse's got like hello American audience or American yeah. fans. Um, I'll just say from experience with like people who who I've dealt with in the States or even in the UK for somewhat like um, you know, it's very rare a lot of artists are on that on the radar. If yeah. if you are it's maybe for a particular song and that and generally it would, you know, the Sonics have to be quite similar, quite thing. And it, it, it is, I think it, it took some time. It's still taking time, but for even Americans to kind of get with our accent and our delivery. And Curse has always been quite, you yeah. know, when he comes through, it's authentic. It's, it's authentically him, like yeah. he's talking. So, I mean, and the music that he made, because he can rap over, dan- from what I see, like, you know, rap, you know, dance, yeah. garage, whatever, bro, he just rapping, bro. So, I mean, I think if someone like yourself would then be like, okay, like if you can identify with an artist and identify with their story or what they're doing, then that's what locks you in, yeah, you know what I mean so yeah uh, with the with the book difference though in other countries, I mean um colors and color accent, cultural heritage, story has to be like what what are we saying so yeah yeah man i think I think though he he still has his audience his core audience, yeah, you know so yeah, very loyal audience that's He's right. built
0: such a such a unique brand and such a consistent brand as well. Yeah, yeah. And oh, bro, I still remember being like 10. I think I spoke to Solo about this. Cursor is the Sickest comes out. My brother shows me it. And yeah. Like, bro, at the time, like, you just never heard anything like it. And yeah. then over the next year or two, I think, the rap battle was yeah. with 360. And that was then – there and just upwards from there. Because he came up
1: as a rapper, right? Like yeah. He was a battle rapper. He was battling. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that, you know, and I again, like, you know, just like knowing around the ways and shit and just – Sort of like, you know, we didn't spend any time together, but I always you always just hear about this guy Yeah who was like a wild battle rapper cursor and yeah and seeing the 360 one at a time, you know, yeah. that was again like that was like whack I mean, that was a big should shit. bring that shit back, bro. You know, I That'd mean I mean they would, but you know, there's not many rappers out here right now who want to do battle rap. You yeah. know, they're not trying to do it either because they're not doing it or they're not getting paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then it was it was more about the love, you know, now everyone's trying to get a bag.
0: Yeah, that's true. To be frank. Do you reckon – top of the
1: dome freestyling is has been lost a bit along the way it's been lost in the whole thing of like getting together in a circle and like less sci-fi yeah but it's not lost in the, the way of making music I still do it making music yeah I still I sit there I' will come up with it from the top I don't write it yet so I'll just do it into the mic until I start making till it makes sense and makes a pattern then I'll go back and I'll write it properly yeah now that I've got the idea and a lot of artists a lot of musicians like a lot of rappers do that. You know, a lot of musicians, um, but as far as rap is concerned, a lot of people just do it in the studio, but they're not like, I think the culture of just being like, yo, like, you know, like let's yeah. get it from the top of the head. And, you know, I mean, if you, if you forget your words when you're performing, sometimes you do it. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been there. So I mean like, yeah, like if you can still whip it, I whip it together on the, yeah. on the spot. But I don't, I don't think too many people are really like going out there's like, yo, drop me a free, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. You mentioned before without, without bragging when you should, you mentioned I've worked with artists in the UK or America. Mm. One of them who I absolutely adore, his sound, his authenticity
1: is Koji Radical. Koji, yeah. How did that come about? Because that was on your latest album, Jamie. Yes, that's right. Shout out to Koji, man. I um, uh, really admire him. I'm a, I was a fan first anyway. Um, but what happened with that was on the song that we did, or think twice, um, like I had a space on it. Certain songs I can just hear. A contributor um, yep. and that was one of the first songs i actually did for the jamie album so i, yeah, I, I didn't sick. have that verse and uh what i was trying to do is just trying to like find who would be the right fit or the right person and then i was working because my i was I was working with a guy at the time who was through my distributor but uh he was working upstairs was his name's mo but mo was working like and Ring uh at sony at the time and Who's Mo, who's formerly of Deafrix? Uh, D- See, yeah. we've dropped a lot of names, man. So, shout out to Deafrix. period. Um, so he actually was like helping me in this, uh, with the like, he heard me. I was recording some of it in Melbourne, recorded some in Sydney, and he heard the record. Is it's like, bro, I've got some ideas if you want to, you know, get something on here. Yeah, and he he has a, had a direct line to Koji, but Koji was already following a lot of my friends as well. So, we actually had a uh, yeah. no same friend circle, but we yeah. never personally met. And he linked that up. And then, uh, and then me and Koji got on the phone uh, one time and then we just chopped it up. And he said, All right, I'll send something back soon, yeah. maybe a month or so Passed. He was busy. And then bro, like I got that verse sent and I was just like, bro, just exactly how I wanted to hear it. And that was big for me as well. Like I had just got back from London at that time as well. I saw the scene there. I kind of was my, my horizons were starting to widen a little bit too. Yeah what australia and what the music industry was because all i really knew was this was every was how it was in this country yeah but at the same time going out there and seeing things move i knew that i wanted to have that presence of an international feature and and it just fell into place perfectly bro yeah yeah bro it's such a good song it's one of my favorites me too man i love that song bro straight up (laughs) you know the tempo is definitely different to what i think was coming out as well at the time but i think we we did we did fine with it and it was like i was just super happy with how it came out and bro, like, and let me just be even more frank. We were shooting that, we were doing that whole thing during the pandemic too. Yeah. So that what that added so much difficulty to this so like this thing. Like that Jamie album was not was not an easy album to make. And and so I'm proud of what we did because I was supposed to actually go out to London and film the video with him. And then we wow. had to cancel because of the, yeah. the whole thing, right? And in London, you remember when it was hot, like at the hot peak of it? Yeah, they had like um, they couldn't heat move. Wave. They, no, 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 not even heat wave. When they had their own COVID situation. Oh right, you yeah. remember London was like at one point the worst place yeah. to be. So Koji was actually in a space where he couldn't even leave the house. So my guy, I, I needed, I needed this video. So my guy had to get super creative. We managed to get someone over there. He found some rooftop right next to his crib and just. Yeah did his thing, sent back the footage. My guy Pavan edited it all together. Done.
0: How good. Damn. Uh, Koji's one of those artists for people listening. He has like such a distinct, he makes songs that are quite timeless. does timeless. He, don't, he doesn't release to the, he doesn't release to the current sound at all.
1: No, no, he, 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 he he's, he's conscious of it, but he's also adds all the yeah. elements of things that are lost and found and that we love and what he loves. And I, just, just, and he's a wordsmith and, yeah and he's just generally a real artist like a from like from down to the way you dress down to the way you you're on stage he's a showman he does great music and you know he, and he can act he can do it all, all that shit so yeah. i feel like he's one of the, the goats, bro
0: who would what would you say your favorite koji song is mine's 97
1: <sighs> it's off the latest album it was the one sorry let me get is it, it called
0: cash or born no, no, maybe it's featuring cash no, no. that's one of my bro that's one of the all times Yeah, like him, nines. Who oh, else is there? Those two, Gads. Yeah, they're yeah, good. They're the latest. But yeah. War is, War is that- a little
1: older, but solo, solo, he dropped on his latest album, and solo was something that I was like really needed to hear at the time when I heard it, and it was just like I was just like, man, like he, this, this is this guy is like on some real shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's bro, He's he's too good for anyone listening. Go listen to his latest album right Definitely. now. That's, I'm not sponsored by Koji, but um, <laughs> on the same album, bro, you have artists like Becca Hatch, who yep. I think is one of the most underrated in the scene. Yep. And then also at the time, big hit. I actually remember first time I heard it. So I'm not sure how much you're around Penrith, but just over that way mm. is um, is the train station. Mm-hmm. And I used to work on in the Plaza and I was walking over up the train station stairs, it was a full circle moment. And Won't Stop comes out. Yep. And I'm on my phone. Bro, there's kids. I, shit, you know, it, there's kids to my right when I'm walking up to the platform. Bear in mind, one four dominates like yeah, this, this area. Yeah, this area, bro. Like they are superstars. Yeah. And they're watching it on their phones as well. Won't yeah. Stop's come out. That on the album. One of oh, the watching it. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, bro, yeah. The kids, like yeah. when that came out, because it was like a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, so. I would have been working late yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, Thursday night retail and um that sounds right yeah I was yeah. trying to drop shit before Friday yeah <laughs> yeah you're right because Spotify does like the release radar yeah 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 I um, just
1: like to release visuals during the week I don't yeah. like to like drop it all on the same day yeah yeah Smart. so
0: you're right um and yeah bro I remember coming out of the train station I'm watching on my phone my airpods in there's kids over there that are playing out loud in their JBL and um and bro, that at the time that was a massive song because yeah. it was it was almost like One Four kind of changed their direction a bit as well with that. That was like one of their first stepping stones yep. into a different sound, yep. which I think is vital when you come up on a specific sound as well for yep. an artist to continue and to prosper. How was that?
1: How did that come about? Because I also I felt like they were, were at an Airbnb. That's right. Yeah, it came about because obviously at that point One Four were like huge, like spot the difference, you know. Um, Their their, their momentum was like crazy at that point, right? Yeah. Um first and foremost, like I was I'd seen them were coming up and I'll try and keep this as brief as possible, but like I was a fan as well as, you know, being a peer in the industry. And we saw each other once at an industry party and it was just like, yo, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? And there was there was never anything like, Oh, you're from here, you're from there. It was always it's just love, bro. Yeah. Right. And so it was like, Yep, what's up? And adapted my thing was um uh, J.M.'s and uh, and Spenny I'd seen, uh, um, uh, all the other boys were away at the point, so it was just them two. And anyway, what would happen is their manager, uh, Rick, um, who's been a friend of mine as well for a while, was yeah. just, uh, was like, yo, like, Wise, I would love to get you guys one day to just to work together, you know what I mean? Uh, even if nothing comes of it, spit some game, you can talk to them, sort of yeah. like go through the experience and, you know, vice versa. And I was like, hell yeah, bro. Like, I, I think I'll, I'll love that, bro. If they're up, open to it, cool. And Solo was also producing for them at the time, Willstar, and I would work with those two anyway on my own. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just – we had just the mutuality and just like, yeah. you know, names keep coming up popping up. And then we actually kind of just had to get to know each other first, see each other here and there, Dap it up, you know, what's up. It was all cool. And um, and I just always liked the guys and the way they moved. Uh, Fast forwarding, you know, um, I'd send them a song – um. To, to record one of the songs uh, that I was going to put on the album, but it wasn't really what they wanted to do. And then it was actually Spenny and James was like, bro, you know what we want to do? We want to go, we want to do, um, we want to record with you how you, where you go to record. Like I see you go to like Airbnbs yeah. and stuff. And that's how I was doing the process of that. So Area Famous was in that, it was in the yeah. dungeon and then but then you know we, we got a little bit of money at this time now so now we can like you know start hey, i can start i can change up the environment yeah. a little bit and i wanted to so i'll do like airbnbs and just go and record there in the mountains in blue mountains and all this Whereabouts? shit. um lura? near lura yeah yeah, yeah 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 it was in lura yeah near a golf course or some shit i don't know like yeah yeah
0: wasn't far off for anyone if you ever want to stay out there it's Golf course is on like the cliffs that yeah, look over Currumbin.
1: That's right, Bro, and it was beautiful, and there was like nice mist in the mountains. Yeah. Anyway, we'd done that, but i wrapped that part, and so I was just like, "Ah, oh, you just want to do that? Say, say less. Let's do it." So, like a week later, I got um uh, uh someone was helping me the time uh, to book another Airbnb, and then we did like uh, two nights. All right, cool. We went up to this place, um, a uh, different direction though, Wiseman's Ferry or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> so you know it's far yeah it's far yeah but it's just like where can we get space away from people to be yeah. able to do our thing and you know cause Airbnbs you, know, you, gotta, you gotta move yeah. a different way and we went there and, I w- and it was good for them I wanted them to sort of enjoy the space as well and yeah. to see the environment of just being away from the regular normal studio I was like bring whoever you want to bring bro like that came with the crew that came with everyone yeah man and so the first night literally we locked in um, The beat was sent from uh, Smokey Smoky Got Beats, who's from New Zealand. He's part of, like, the Swidik Collective. Yeah. And so he's produced for, like, uh, J-Rock and uh, TDE and all those guys. Yeah, so he had sent me that stuff. And and then Solo was there as well. And then Solo kind of, like, would did the session, tweaked it, did some adjustments and added his touch to it because yeah. he knows how all our vocals work and how we work with the song. I, w- I was in a room with JMs, just me and him, to start off with and – I was just like, we was going in, I was top lining, I top lined the hook. And yeah. then they were just like, a few their boys are looking like, the fuck is he doing, bro? Like yeah. it's a bit it's like gibberish, but I I make it make sense. I just have to get it there, like off my head. I want to do how I feel it. That was done. Boom. Got the hook, laid in, sweet. Here's the verse. Hit boom. Solo, then we take one by one. And each suspense went and did his thing. The same thing. James was in the other room, right? All that shit. And then, bro, it is one night was done we play in it back how cool, bro. It was, and it was, it was it's very rare to to get the song in the first instance that you that you do it like yeah the, you get together and that's the first song that came out we could have made a, a whole lot more they made home and away there as well so that was one of the other records that they did so i'm like bro this isn't just a space that that we're recording my record or whatever this is a creative space period so like how yeah. about it bro like just keep recording all the older mics is here so we just Worked and did our own thing, chilled and yeah. we even extended, had another night. <laughs> that's yeah, how that's, much was, was fine. So yeah, we just extended, shit. stayed another night, vibed it out and yeah, we came back and uh, that was history.
0: How many nights do you normally go to these Airbnbs for?
1: I'll be there for a week. That's mad. Yeah, a week week and a half. Yeah. So that's why we like to go where there's a lot of space and yeah. uh, not my neighbors and shit like that. Yeah. So if I can, oh, well, the shortest would be like three days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've got to ask because I'm from the mountains. I'm from Springwood, like mm. Emily. Yeah. So halfway up. What what did you do like when you weren't
1: working? Nothing, bro. <laughs> Fuck, <Fine>, man. <laughs> did you go look to lookouts at least? I didn't do shit. I didn't yeah. do any of that shit. I was just I was just around. I was just in the, in the locked in. Yeah. I was I was at the house because we get the house is big. Like you yeah. got hella rooms. There's jacuzzis. There's fucking yeah, everything. Like that, so we have people coming up from Sydney coming in visiting mm. us. We vibe, like like I said, bro, like it's a house. You want it to feel like a working holiday, yeah. like a retreat, you know what I mean? So enjoy, we cooked, we ate a lot of food, we cooked a lot of food, we drank a lot of good wine, that type yeah. of shit, you know. Um, a shit. Um, we, we, you know, we smoked up, we, we'd speak to each other, just like in general. Yeah. All the artists that were working together, you know what I mean? Like I would have like Bless, Milan rings Solo, Nick uh, Uno Stereo, um my boy scrap just him and his girl just in one yeah. of the rooms like you know it it just there and my girl would come up after like in the weekend when she finishes work and we'll just be there bro and it's about like talking and about like creating and just you know being in yeah. the space and then if i wanted to just do anything i'll just go a little walk just out outside on the golf course and that and yeah. there was a lot of mist and shit we shot a video out there as well we did a video for called uh next to you so like yeah. when we saw that natural mist coming through the mountains uh yeah. having, who was with me at the time, it's like, yo, we gotta shoot right now. We we gotta capture this. And so we shot videos out there. And yeah. Just being creative, bro. You know? Yeah. The golf course is sick.
0: I never, I never would have picked
1: it for a video shoot. No, nah, no, nah, we didn't shoot it on the golf course itself. We were on the on the front road. Um, and the road was just this long, long Yeah, Sublime Point. Yeah, yeah. And I had the car used to, I I just got this, I just bought the beamer, I just had that and I had that in the center, and I just had the fog lights, yeah, and the and the headlights. And so I'm walking just center from that, and the, with the, the the darkness of the car and the mist. Yeah. And we did it in slow mo. So you're speedy wrapping fast, but then you slow it down, and I'm walking, and then you just like see the headlights and I'm further and further into the distance. It was just all one take. Yeah, man. So it was like that. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah.
0: Just on the golf course quickly, if people are watching, that, um, did Jackie, were you, you would have been at that end. Have you seen like the hole where it drops off the cliff? Uh,
1: possibly, possibly because. Where we were it was like it was a house, and then you come out to the backyard with jacuzzis and backyard, and then there's a gate walks right into one of the holes. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bro, I don't play golf. I was yeah. just like, you know, I was just there, you know, He's just chilling. Yeah,
0: yeah. All those houses, right? i yeah. I played with my mates there before. Their windows just they get have, rattled, oh, eh? Mm. They get hammered. Um, we'll bring it back. So You've mentioned a lot of these artists, and I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Like you're a pioneer, right? But there was two guys indistinct. So there's a lot of background people there as mm. well. For like, for the average music fan, they might may not know the name of like I.E. or like um, Matt Black or Solo, but those are the guys that were in yeah. Dream Big at the time. Matt
1: Black, too. Shout out, Matt, man. Yeah.
0: Um. So there's that crew, but to the to the like just the average consumer of the music, there's Manu Crooks who you came up with, mm-hmm. and then also Zig. I feel mm. like anyone who kind of, for me, like I kind of recognize Zig as like the guy who brought the deals to Australian hip hop. Yes. In a sense. Yes. Um, what was it like coming up with them too? Because also with Manu, I feel like it's not talked about enough. I think he was the first I'd recognize from Sydney who did it in Sydney to get an overseas show. Was that Rolling Loud maybe? Rolling
1: Loud in Miami. I was there with him. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, that was crazy. It was good. Like Leroy was there as well um like it was very early like i mean he's still building his name out there everyone was so um i was in london and flew over to no i was i flew to miami then went to london but i was there and yeah he he did he did rolling loud and that was like a uh, a staple moment of like him crossing over that part in his career as well but i felt like i met i met i met manu through zig yeah you mentioned k1 before you know zig is the cousin of one of the K1 members. Right. He, Zig was our DJ for the for the last end yeah. of it too. Let me like, show, you know, Zig, you know. Yeah. So he was with us, but like, so he was always the young, young, and he's the one who put us on YouTube. He's the one who, yeah. who did all that. We didn't know about YouTube. We didn't know about MySpace. He set all that up for us. And this is when he was in high school still. Mental. Like, I mean, like, that's that's how long me and Zig go back. Yeah, Zig's my brother outside of music. Like, we we friends first before anything music-related. Yeah. But just to see everything that he's achieved in his career and what he's taken and the knowledge and where he's taken it and also the advancement of artists themselves. He's created yeah. a lot of opportunities. I mean, he's helped me a lot in, in many in many ways, more than one. So um, i got to give credit to credit's Due because, like, there was no doors for someone like a Zig Zig and also his partner, Manny, they create their own doors and they yeah. go through them and they... And then once those doors are open that they've created, they've also helping bring in other people because they understand the culture. They understand. Zig understands, you know, everything about the culture, Australian game, about rap and all that. Yeah. And he understands as well, like myself, that it's bigger than just Australia. You know, once we start understanding that, which I'm even also still at times trying to work because it is tough going from here, going up that way. And when everything's fed to us down into Australia, yeah. You know, we're a receiving point, but we're not a point that people care to think. But it's all slowly changing with the with the output of good music, with the consistency, the variety of artists, and good business minds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Do you ever look back on what it was to what it is? Um Do you ever
1: sit there and reflect? Not really. Like I I, I just kind of I kind of look like you know, I kind of more so hope that we like we could speed things up a little. let me be fr- let me be frank. I yeah. hope that we can speed things up sometimes. I do ponder at I can ponder at my own progresses to be like when I came out in like with area famous and stuff, yeah. I was in a very weird space as an artist, but I think that's also worked out well because it was I was different also from what was coming out at the time. so I was able to help and inspire other kids like myself, you know, who come from. Um, the west or southwest or just anyone who just sort of comes up from a migrant background as well, that you can get this thing done because rap was um, very Australian or, or Anglo-Saxon at the time, which is all good. That's the country we're in. But it was just like I was in a un- unique space. So I kind of ponder like, man, I was in this within space yeah. now. And then I look at it now and I'm just like, I'm surrounded by so many like-minded people and also other pioneers who as before, they're still doing their thing in their yeah. own space and growing as artists too. So I just, I do like how much variety there is now. You know yeah. what I mean? I think now that- And though, representation yeah, as well. Representation just is a big one. Right, we're a melting pot. It's a melting pot. And everyone's looking out this way, like they're looking out, the yeah. end, they're looking out and so on. And also in other places in Melbourne and in Perth, yeah. Areas that you just generally don't look at—that's the ones delivering all a lot of the talent in the, particularly in the rap and R&B space and more. So I mean, I, I do now just uh, would like to see us all with like more collaborative efforts happening, and I'd like to see the young ones like definitely collaborating more, and just seeing a lot of people like experimenting a bit more. You know, yeah. doing like stepping out of their comfort zone. I agree about You it. know what I mean? I if the, if the leaders are the, thing, like I mean, you mentioned even before with Won't Stop. It was a different sound you kind of heard with with One Four, and then yeah. that's something that we had to figure out in a sense. Like, yo, you're 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 the king of the drill. I'm not from. I'm not a driller, but I rap, and you yeah. know, I like saucy, or I can give it to whatever. But how do we find this medium? How do we push ourselves? How do we push this barrier? Yeah. And through the melodics, and you know, and through different things that. Can connect outside of Australia a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought you with that, I'm a huge UK fan, like proper nerd. Um oh Skeptic fan? Massive Skeptic fan. I love Skeptic. Oh bro. That's my dog. BBK, yeah. BBK, yeah. Is, BBK is the pioneers, yeah. bro. They yeah, change yeah. the whole yeah, of yeah. rap. Not, not like, just like
1: that's the goat right there, yeah. bro. Skepta to me is like my freaking, yeah. I I really like that guy. Yeah. Mm. And he put his little brother on. And yeah jamie yeah. any sister as well sister well i don't yeah she, I, don't, I don't know if she she's her that whole family is yeah. talented his mom's writing books right. uh sisters in media Serious brothers talent. rapping he's rapping
0: um yeah but in the uk there's two guys that do it really well one doesn't do it as much anymore there's young bane yep <clears throat> i remember like he's blown up now but k-trap back in the day k-trap yeah proper like Drill sound. Yeah. And then Young Bang got him on this song. I think it's called Diamonds. Right. When I was like 16. And that was the first time I kind of saw Drill because I used to listen to Harlan Spartans. Mm-hmm. They didn't really change it up. And there was a few others that didn't really change it up. But k trap was one of the first. But then M-Huncho came along. Mm. And that changed it for a lot of mm-hmm. artists because mm-hmm. they were like, I can hop on this guy as a feature or I can bring him into mine. Yeah. And I felt like that's what you kind of did as well. You brought like that melodic sound mm. and you took like you, you helped the Drill like artists change their direction a bit and change their discography as well. I think a lot of people in due time like to see that at Man. the time it's met with resistance, but yeah. over time it's met with applause.
1: That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, like I'm not one to take credit for really anything. Like I just, I like to just do my thing and let people just sort of see it or if the proof's in a put in that sense with me, I just like when I get with, anyone or collaborate with anyone like i want a bit of them to rub off on me yeah and i hope i can like let some of my um anything that i do rub up on them and and yeah like i mean but at the same time like i feel like i'm just encompassing where music is at as yeah. well in the in global sense you know what i mean so i mean like i just try to be conscious of everything's going on around me but also trying what can i do what's my spin how does how do i get this across you know what i mean so, yeah, yeah.
0: What do you think your next? Where's Where's your head at for your next few projects?
1: Man, it's in a good space, bro. To be honest, yeah. right? Let me be honest with you. Some of the music that I'm sitting on at the moment, I'm I'm good probably stuff. most excited about in a very long time, bro. Yeah. And um, to be very frank with you, and and um, and it's it's a bit of, I guess how to, it's no point even describing it. I mean, when it drops, it drops. It's just like I've been through a lot. Um, in the last couple of years as well, and so it's me also. I'm retouching a bit back to the vulnerable me as well when I rap, sort yeah. of like talking openly, uh, letting people in a bit more to understand a bit more, but also saying things that I hope that will uh, strike a chord with other people um, and they'll be able to relate to. Um, but there's 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 songs on there that's like there's real bops. Even yeah. right? I'm, I'm good for the bops, but it's just like I wanted to move away from just like. Maybe party or anything like that. I wanted to like really have my music to ha- to have one common common sound and yeah. try some things again that might not have been done or I haven't done yet. You know what I mean? So I'm very excited about where the music's at right now. I'm still I've, I've taken a different approach this time. I've been doing a lot of the writing myself and doing those a lot of the songs myself. Um, but we're now very excited about where we the guests that I'll bring on. Yeah. Once I'm once it's finalized, we're in the mixing stages right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you don't have to reveal it if you don't want to. Mm. But would you say it's would you say an album's due within like two years?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What year was Jamie? Jamie was twenty nineteen. End of twenty nineteen. Yeah. I dropped that. Yeah. So last year we last year actually didn't drop any solo music. I was working on other projects, yeah, doing other things, living. Um, got engaged and shit. Yeah, you congratulations! Know. Bro. Thank you. i mean not mean to bring that up the whole time. I just <laughs> oh, yeah. out the perfect time. Yeah, man. You know, so doing doing real life shit. You know, um, securing my life from business. Moved into a new place and shit. And just tried other projects. We did other activations. And I was always recording music in the process. Yeah. Always doing my stuff, but something just wasn't feeling like I was in, like sound inspired and it didn't, it didn't top what I was doing on Jamie. So for me, the music process has to always outdo the last. That's, yeah. I always try to compete with myself, not other people. And I just know that what I was making right after Jamie wasn't as where I wanted it to be. So, But where it's at now is the way I wanted it to be. So yeah. that's why I'm just like, all right, cool. So you just need sometimes need that time to do it and just try other things in the meantime.
0: Yeah. yeah. How was it visiting? I'm, I'm big on this, right? Like I'm big on traveling.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm 23, and last year was the first time I went to Europe. Yeah, I'm half Italian. Where'd you go? You went to Italy? Yeah, bro, I went. I did like a Contiki because it was just like
1: that's um, where they, what you you hop around a different on a country bus and they take oh, you around. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So we we did like Amsterdam. So obviously Netherlands, Germany, Czech Republic, uh, Italy, England, France. I went to Tomorrowland, so I went to Belgium. Yep. Um, oh, nice. But that that's a, that's that a is lie. a festival. That is a festival. <laughs> that's a festival. Australia could not organize anything. You like got that. wild out there, right? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie. Oh, yeah. I have some fun. Falcon is out um, here. <laughs> um, and then we went to Croatia as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I was going to say, I saw you in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I think I had the same feeling as well as soon as I stepped foot in Italy. Like, what's it like visiting that like your heritage because for me when I stepped foot it was like all these memories of I was with a mate mm. at the time it was like all these memories as I'm riding on a scooter through Rome and on a bike came back to you bro, it's like my non like there talking to me like when I'm like eight at the dinner table he's talking about Italy you just said it bro
1: yeah you just said it's, it. it's a special experience hey if you don't mind me asking is your non-no still with us or she no around? no
0: so non-no is grandfather no no okay yeah Nonna is still here but right non-no you. is not okay but non-no is what I remembered non okay.
1: non-no so Nona, so again, Nona is your grandmother grandmother, and Nunu is grandpa. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what you just said there is is exactly to answer your question is that, bro. Yeah. When you get to a place of your heritage, you know, it's very hard to explain, man, particularly in a place like Nigeria and Africa is in period. I mean, that's that's the cradle of it all. That's the start of everything. Yeah. And so- when you're there, and mind you, I'm, I was born in Australia, but I yeah. was raised by both parents. My mom's Aussie, dad's Nigerian, but our householder, my last name, was a Nigerian structure. Yeah. That's the way it was. That's the way he was running it. She was cool with it, <laughs> yeah. and, and we were just there, you know. But the thing is being there was – exactly what I needed because at the time because I was just again there was a lot happening around me in my personal life that I needed to be there and I, I made the ambition to read it yeah you know so I wanted to reconnect because my dad's retired now so he's moved back there my sister lives there now she was born here but she moved back to wow. start her business over there That's so cool. and all my aunties and uncles cousins all are over there so it's only me my mom my sister here and you know yeah give or take a few others but Bro, getting there was was spiritual, man. It's and why I say what you said is because it's ancestral. Yeah, you feel like your ancestors are there with you, like you feel like they're saying welcome home, hugging yeah, you. Right. And it's one of those feelings. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you know, you know. Like yeah, and it's hard to describe certain smells, certain spots. And it's just like fuck. Why am I even gonna leave again? Yeah. Like I should be here. You know what I'm saying, Kazi? Yeah. So that's really what it was, and I feel that's what it was for me and you know then to have my fian- now fiance come with me she's also she's half italian half ghanaian so oh, wow. she her mom italian her dad from ghana which is another west african yeah. country and she her first time there always hearing bad things about nigeria yeah. and she was scared at first but then when she got there and she saw it and everyone can see for the f- see something from herself not what we're taught that she was she loved it and she was able to like connect with all the relatives that i didn't uh, she's never met but she's been with me for like ten plus years. Oh wow! And never met any of them except my dad. You know, yeah. so that was very special. And then you know, I, it's like almost like I could hear my grandfather telling me, "Yeah, now's the time." And it's like he and it sounds weird, but it's like and he he's like he said it through my dad. So when my I took him her to see my dad, dad gave us the blessings, and then my grandpa's so was like on my arm. Is just like was like saying, "Okay, tomorrow is the day." And then it's just like. Yeah, did it, bro.
0: Yeah, mm. how crazy? Yeah, when I yeah. was um, so Rome has like monuments, right? I'm not even Roman, mm. like my family's not from Rome. But when you like, I went up to the Colosseum. So I had this idea when I was traveling; it was very much of a day, go see it. Yeah, but, like th- like of a day, go to restaurants, go to all the shit that people go to at dinner time, right? Mm-hmm. So that way, of a day, you get the food experience. And Then during the night, go out for drinks because like I'm like I'm 22 at the time. Got to. And then, so when the bar would close at like 2 a.m., and sorry, mum and dad, if you're listening, but like I'd get on a scooter, like those lime scooters. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Every yeah. monument, bro, you could think of, I'd go, there's no one there. Really? <clears throat> Best thing you could do, yeah. anyone listening. Yeah. It, unless you're a girl by yourself, maybe not, but like, <laughs> it ta- bro, Europe's, Europe's a crazy place. But I'm six foot four and on like 130 kilos. Yeah, so yeah, Like they're yeah. not going to fuck with me. Yeah. So, bro, I'm on this scooter and like I'd, I'd like go to the Coliseum and it was like 2 two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and you're just standing there, and you're like,
1: It's the world famous Colosseum, mind yeah, you." Right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I'm standing at the bottom of the Colosseum, and I look up, and like when you see it in photos, right, you think like, "Oh, it's big," but like when you're standing at the bottom of it, you're like, "How the fuck did they?" And how they build this? Yeah, like yeah. all these just all these feel, feelings and stuff. And then I'm just like standing there, and it's like this is everything my nonno described, and Rome has a river that runs through it, and I'm there on top of the river. It's beautiful and like just the feeling of – it's its indescribable. And it's like this is where the name comes from. This is this is the country that is your heritage for yeah. Like yeah. this whole time except for when it got to my father.
1: Got you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. And, bro, just the feeling. I think like – I think in life I'm going to have to keep going back.
1: Do that, man. Yeah. Do that. I would highly advise it. Even like move there, like do the half – wherever it's yeah. feasible, you know. Because yeah, it is, if it's your heritage, like, it's always there for you, you know? Yeah. That dual citizenship for Italy, man. Yeah, you know, I need to get that. Bro. that, that passport, get bro. You could be moving <laughs> yeah. in and out, you know? I got, like, this, our passport is, like, West Africa, man. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, most I'm going to is Ghana, you know? So, yeah. Um, with, when you went over there, did mm. you go to Morocco? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't go to Morocco. I've never been. Were I'd you love with Amphar? No, I haven't, I wasn't with Ampha, no. Ampha, I know he goes there. I was prior to that, I was in, maybe you're thinking, I was in uh, Israel in Tel Aviv. Yeah, right. So yeah. I went to Israel um, before I went to Nigeria, a couple of weeks prior to that. Yeah. And um, I, that was, that self. So I went to Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Yeah, um, crazy. Mak-te, it's called Maktesh Ramon that looks kind of like Morocco. And Yeah. This, you know, just real, it's a desert. It's in the yeah. middle of the desert. I went to the Dead Sea. You know, that one where you float. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's salt, bro. Just the salt contents. Man, it? it's painful, bro. It's yeah, painful, really? Man. What's it like? It's painful, bro. If yeah. you've got one thing that's open, like an eye, a mouth. You know when sometimes you get cold and like your fingertips? Yeah. Sometimes like they peel back a little bit. Yeah. Your fingers are stinging. You Know everywhere stinging, even yeah. down like your peel, it's yeah. like whoop, yeah, and, 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 and I ain't got no, I'm cool, bro. We're clean. Everyone was like, Yo, like as soon as it gets in, because it's so the, the salt level is so high, yeah, bro. This, there's no sand, it's like hard rock salts, like, yeah. But you float, Not. you do it, your skin though, like, is glowing for like a week, your hair is vibrant, like, it's like yeah, a it's healing a water, and across, across it, you just see Jordan, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's a very, like, spiritual kind of place, bro. Like, super spiritual, um, you know. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it was very, it was an experience. I didn't like that, that that Sea too long, but, I mean, yeah. it was, I loved it. Otherwise, it was, it was beautiful. And writing, I wrote music, music out there. I was out there for music. Yeah. That was the main thing. I was there, I, again, like, change up the environment. I was in hotels over there yeah. in the desert. on My mom, we recorded in the desert, in a, in a, in a thing. Mental. What desert was it? It's called Matesh Ramon. Yeah, right. It's like a crater or some shit like that. So basically like in in a tent and the sound quality ain't all that, but we had one of these like a shore mic. You know, we lay down the ideas and I'll come back and I'll whip it together. But I mean, yeah, it was an experience. And then from there, came back to Sid for a week or two and then went to Lagos and then Ghana, Lagos back here. Oh, New Zealand back here. Yeah, wow. yeah, What a trip. Mm.
0: On the topic of Lagos, one of my favorite ever – Free freestyles is uh last
1: night in Lagos by Crept. Have you ever heard it? No, nah, man. Well, uh, I, I feel like I'm sl- I'm sl- I'm sleeping on it. What's I, going honestly, on? Honestly, I've never heard
0: anything like it. By Crept. Yeah, so Crept and Conan.
1: Oh, Crept from from Crept yeah. uh, and Conan from the UK. Yeah. Oh shit! Did he go and do? a Did he? Or oh, is the song called Last Night in Lagos? Yeah. Is he Nigerian?
0: Yeah, he. I think. Yeah, he is. I'm not sure about Conan. Oh, that's sick. But Conan did Last Night in LA, which went big. I... Hey. I can't remember why. Some celebrity hop, like, hop, put it on there. Some boxer used yeah. Last Night in LA as their yeah. walkout. So then just took off. But Last Night in Lagos was like the other part because obviously they're a duo. So they right. wanted to show like one side of themselves. Which okay. Last Night in Lagos is the quiet yep. the heritage who we actually are. Yep. Last Night in LA is we are the rappers sick. that you may think we are. Yeah. And this is the life we live. Sick occasionally yeah and um last night in lagos bro I, i'll have to send it to you do you remember, is, that, do
1: you remember that song tell them don't waste my time yeah massive bro. remember that do you remember yeah. when they did a remix with french Montana? when they brought french yeah, Montana at the time yeah. <laughs> was like huge they brought him on and the videos and, the and how that one. video look that was like our go-to reference point for the video for the code and shit holy shit like yeah. that was like we were like because of the bodies and how it looked and the two worlds colliding and all that shit yeah. like that was that was actually funny you said that, but yeah, shout out to Krept and Conan man. I was really I was really into them too.
0: Yeah, they're one of the front movers of the UK scene again. As well.
1: Yep, that was doing it. They really got the you UK, know, like uh, they, US on board. They one of the first times I was out there was 2011, and I just remember them being up like they were just on. Even Skepta was still finding his – he was still big in yeah. in London and the UK, but he was still yet to find that global presence. And same with uh, gigs, no gigs, yeah gigs international, but he was still big, but there yeah the whole scene like for example bro like let me put it to you like this um that was a another inspirational trip because by then that's when i was figuring out okay am i going to do this music thing full-time and in 2011 in london they had like you see bus stops and you'll see like um you'll see like a uh, uh something like uh who was it yeah it was it was Skepta at the time tiny tempers um, Tiny Temple was massive, exactly. You know, massive gigs, uh, Dizzy Rascals, all of them like on bus stops and billboards yeah. for doing collaborations with Adidas originals and all this stuff. Yeah. In 2011, no one would, you know, wanted to do anything with any Australian rappers, yeah, with any kind of campaign. So that's why we are, it's always this we're doing this side sort of catch up, like we yeah. are somewhat ahead, but we are a young nation too, yeah, you know. What I mean, well, we're not a young nation, I shouldn't say that. We, we're we're no, hip hop really. has been here a long context. time. But yeah. as far as the hip hop is concerned, and just even the people and migration is still quite young, so we're yeah. finding it, we're getting there. But I feel like we're catching up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's take it'll take a minute, bro. Yeah, from the advancements they all had. Like think about it, it's most probably due in the next five, ten years, just on a timeline basis. If you take like mm. America, it's what yeah. like the nineties. Yeah, already had like a scene before that as well. Yeah. And then you take the UK. Yeah, what's that? Or you'd say Skepta. If we just take like Skepta, Dave, gigs, 2016, 2015, mm. even 2014, if you will, that's like their proper blow. So what that's like a 20-year gap between them. You'd still say we have five years to a decade to like really truly catch up. Yeah. Considering how much Skep has done as well. Yeah. Like and Dave, like how much they've done it's in that It's just time. really,
1: I guess, awareness, you know. Like again, all the, the points that we made before, I mean, about – what we can do as artists and creatives and things like that. Yeah. Cause a lot of us as well are are thinking, a lot of people are thinking actually more in the future than myself or anyone. It's just about having the opportunity and exposure for anyone to see it. You understand what I mean? Like Leroy was always like Leroy when he was 16 or 15 and no one knew who he was. Yeah. But once the States can see it, if they someone from, you know, you build that momentum and that awareness, the States see it then they're like, okay, something's going on in Australia. When I was in the UK in 2019, the, motherfuckers were talking about 1-4, bro. Yeah. And I that's like Dave, when- Bro, that's so. what I mean. Like guys in the streets, like my guys over there, just just general guys, like who had yeah. jobs, whatever, all knew 1-4 and they're like, is Australia popping like that, bro? And I'm like, because they got to ask the question now because yeah. it's like, all right, there's some good stuff coming out of the thing. And and everyone has their moments, I feel, for for the the global stage to see us. It's just now how do we keep up that continuity? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think it lies within- well put together projects and I think one thing that lacks for the most part, and I'm lucky because I'm talking to you and you do the opposite where you actually create the albums. I always feel like what we lack in is albums and in EPs. Mm. Do you think that's like something we can improve on as a all?
1: Um, I think it just, it depends on the consumption at this point, man. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is it's about the consumer really. How do we consume our our, our entertainment now? Yeah. Um I mean look I love you like you maybe you're different as well like when you get an album you know do you do it one from the start to the end do you keep it on repeat or does it depend on the artist like um, how do you tend to consume your music do you just tend to f- save the ones you like from the album and then you don't go back to the album
0: No nah, so I listen to it like I'd say I listen to it in separate settings so generally you get now I'm on a Friday yes. Australian more like Friday morning in Australia Yeah I'd say Friday morning, listen. Yeah. Friday night, listen. Over the weekend, listen again. Like multiple times if i got free time. Yeah. Or even if I'm just doing stuff. And then by the Monday, I should have listened around four, five, six times. Yeah. Obviously, the singles of that would already be out as well. Yeah. But I listen in chronological order because the way I see an album is it should tell. Yeah. The it should be it should be chronological. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, if you listen to it in order and occasionally in albums, you don't even know like, it's changed song, which I think is like the most beautiful thing. Right,
1: right. Do, do you know like how Kendrick does it? Well, you mean where it ties in from one song, just yeah. rolls into the next.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the main thing I look for is like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah, in this music. Got you. So, so the, you
1: you're you're a real you're a realist, like you're a purist of a product of of how artists yeah. make it and give it out. Yeah. So to answer your question, it would be like, I'd say. I would love to see us continue to make albums. I feel like it's a dying art, man. I feel like it's a dying it craft. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm, super saddened by that. But I also understand, you know, that how we consume music and how people consume entertainment is different now. So we do have to take it into consideration. I mean, I learned a lot off that, off the last album. I learned a lot of, about that because it did, in stream-wise, it did way better than the first one. Yeah. But – at the same time, there were so many songs on there that I, that I didn't make singles for yeah. that I made like yeah. for the album and I want you to hear it in chronological and you get there and they were like my favourites but they might not have resonated with yeah. people as much and not because – and here's the thing because when I played to some people, they'll be like, was this on your album? How did I miss it? Because well, it's not that the song was bad or anything. It's just because it was packaged in a whole album. Yeah. so they're going through the ones that they know might go over it could be like towards the end i watched the song i really like might be towards the end yeah but you might not make it that far. who knows yeah so the thing is man it's like we're consuming things a lot quicker now so that's why hence a lot of bigger artists and labels have decided hey shoot out these singles shoot out these singles I hate it. we'll build up to and the build up all the whole build up now is to an ep yeah you know seven songs to five songs and it's like and it's not, I, it's not that the artists are lazy, they're making hella music. It's yeah. just that it's about packaging thing. Yeah. Because here's the data as well, I guess the business, which I've, I've had to been told and yeah. taught from the people in my team to say, yo, like, this is, this is where it's at. If you've got a song that's like, you've got a song right here that's doing like 3.8 million streams or 4 million streams, you're going to make an album, and then some of the songs in there is not going to be the same as just that one song. So it's like, we're putting, we're spending all this money. You know what I mean? We're putting in all this yeah, money behind your out, like, creative yeah. when you could just have the same impactful with one song. And to be honest, that's kind of what's happening because of how we've, with you know the introduction of just like streaming yeah. services and shit like that. So, of course, I'd love to see more. I'm always going to continue to make albums, but when the momentum is that, when the demand is like really now going forward, yeah. like it's there. But I'll always still aim to do that. And I did say that we'll be in two years. Yes, it will because it is on my board. But in the meantime. You know, I got a bunch of singles yeah. and EPs for you, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't wait, bro. Yeah. I just think with like the the whole move with the market thing, I'm not the biggest fan of because I don't believe I'm not a big believer in that, if that makes sense. I'm very much music it, man, yeah. Music is like Good Kid Mad City I could turn on right now. And yep. it's still one of the greatest albums of all time. Um Kenichiwa by Skepta? Yes. That those know no time, mm. and I think artists should try and to embody that. Yes, I don't think they should try and make to the times because I think that's a fucking toxic way to go about 100%. it. Hundred
1: percent, I agree with
0: you. And I, it kind of gives me the shits. And someone who fucking <laughs> someone who's used to do it and has changed it now is Diga D. Right. He he used to make to the fans want. Like to what they wanted, so like on he made toxic and like a few other tunes, and people may think they're good, they're shit. But like then he went to his album, mm. and that was when you could actually see D actually had a like creative control over it. Yeah, and that album, I feel, it's not necessarily like on a massive pedestal, but it's really good work for the fact that I can listen to it in two years. Yes, and nothing has changed in my opinion of that yes. album. Yes, um, but I feel like a lot of artists they try and they keep up too much. And if you just look at the UK, like I'll be real, like Artie and H, yeah, like they're like, fuck, who knows what they've put out over the past six months. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just from my perspective. Mm. But they made to a certain sound and it fucking worked mm-hmm. for two years or mm. a year and a bit and then it dies off. Mm. Whereas you look at artists who don't make to a sound, Koji's a great example, mm. Nines is a great example, mm. Pot of Paper's a great example. They'll live forever. Yeah. But those artists that make to a sound, there's countless examples of it. And something that concerns me with artists, especially when they're younger and if they get people – who have the best interest of money yes over their shoulders yes. that's what concerns me yeah a bit.
1: you're right bro like I'm with you like I'm I'm, I'm fully with you I think because I'm a purist of of the artistry of yeah. what an album is and and why people even put them together and the beauty of them you know yeah they're becoming they are more rare because yeah but no, man like cause on the on the, on the on the side of the album you know you mentioned like control before. And it's like if you're an artist who, who has control of your creative vision, then you're going to do what you want to do. But the people that kind of either finance the projects you make might have an opinion and say, you know, 100. like could you go, Could we go this route and could we go that route? Some people don't even have a say so they just go the route like that they've been guided to do, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, to make an album already is very it's very hard like it's it's not an easy project it's a lot of coordination a lot of hours and you know you got to continually pour out you know this thing Energy. you think you have a vision of yeah. it and so you know it's but i think that's what separates what an, the, the caliber of artists though yeah if you're an artist who's like been out here for time and you're not dropping you haven't dropped one album you know i feel like particularly in australia let me even just say the australian industry right now yeah. i didn't see the australian industry when it took me even serious at all until I dropped an album. Yeah. So I'm going to talk from my personal experience. Like I was dropping singles after singles, mixtapes, albums, sorry, uh, e, and, and EP. EPs. And then yeah. the EP was like, okay, you're getting there. Yeah. But not until that album came. My life didn't change until I was famous. I yeah, was still wow. doing the same thing because – and I knew that that's what – that's like, you know, the Triple J's of the world and, you know, all like all the blogs and everyone's just like yeah. – until you drop an album, even when all the festivals, they were like, "Where's his album though?" Yeah, like we know he's done EP, but he's he, he has he done an album tour yet? Oh, I haven't done an album tour because I don't have an album. So that's the thing. It's just like I think creating albums solidifies you. Okay, this is an artist. Can you do it again though? Do it again, better the first one. Cool. Can you do it one more time maybe? And usually everyone's third one is you tends to you know yeah be there, be there figured the shit, yeah figured it out sonically because you're you're figuring things out your album and it wasn't unique to yourself but a lot of artists first album is their life to that point because they've soaked up all these things and their expression and they're putting all their life stories into this one bit and then from there it continues to grow as to things they might have missed or things they're waiting on to tell you or how they're also living at that time in the present yeah yeah, i'm with you i think i love to see more people do it it's just i hope that there's a way that we, it's you just have to be a way that you communicate to your fans you know what I'm about yeah this is what I'm you know how I drop so yeah wait on it you know what I mean and, and fuck with me when it comes out don't just like you know listen to one or two here and then someone else you've forgotten the whole yeah. album and as artists we can be demoralized by that too because it's like we spent so much time on something and it's just like it lives in the stratosphere for a week yeah you know what I mean like but then you get press you got to get PR. You go and tour. It you got to. It's you as an artist to continue, and as a business to continue to work this project and let everyone know yeah. who it is. But, but some sometimes you can feel like, man, it's I'm playing my own shit out. Like I'm, I keep talking about this album, no one cares. Yeah, in, in that sense, like it's a, it's it's longer than a week. You're yeah. thinking like a consumer now. you should be thinking as I heard it from someone else actually saying as a nut you should be on your shit every fucking day like reposting that shit redoing that shit until they fucking get tired of hearing you say it you know what I mean so that's just really where it's at
0: yeah Mm. I agree bro I agree it's funny like with the album thing um, we've become such consumers yeah in general like TikTok speaks to that more than anything in this world and uh, with albums bro like people after like I don't even know I like I don't know. Sometimes people listen to an album once and they'll talk to me. Say a big artist drops one, right? Pure example. Um, Hedy One dropped dropped something. I can't even remember what the fuck it was. He dropped, say Hetty One or it might have been someone else. Stormzy drops an album, right? Yeah. Oh, his latest album. Yeah. Very different direction to what the Stormzy came up on. And people just within like, Albums come out within like three hours. They're like, it's shit. I'm like, fuck, you haven't even given it a chance, you know? Yeah, I don't like and it. Then, uh, and then after a week, they're like, oh, I only listened to it twice and or I only listened to it once. Like we're not even given like these pieces of art, especially for someone like Stormzy when you analyze how busy that man would most probably be as well mm-hmm. with the image he keeps up. Like yeah. it's mental how popular he is. And it's like you don't even give new music a chance either. It's so like most probably in due time you'll come back to that and that'll you'll be come your favourite sound.
1: That's right. You're right.
0: It's just, I don't know. The music scene, as a consumer as well, I try to be like very patient and try to like understand where the sound is coming from as well and the direction they want to take it in. And most importantly with like pieces of music, not a single. A single is like mm. a very much, um, very much if you singles as like, I'll take it or leave it. Mm. Like it's very, put it out there and they yeah. give feedback. It's, yeah. it's like a research and development type of thing yeah. really. But as an album, I kind of sit there and I'm like, "What are you trying to tell me? Yeah. I'm like, is this one big message or is it like a multitude of message designed as like one
1: concept? That's
0: right. You know, it's yeah. a. It's you're, a funny but you're, thing, you're though,
1: yeah. I would call like a lot of people call, like you're a unique listener. You're like a niche listener of like where everyone should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. But not everyone is like that. Like a lot of a lot of folk just like still will just like if they hear it on the radio and they like it, Shazam, boom, it's in my thing, yeah. and they move on like. You know, I had a kid kid the other day tell me – well, not the other day. It was a week ago. He didn't um, – Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendry.
0: Yeah, he didn't like it, bro. He it's didn't stupid. like it. That's stupid.
1: Bro, I was about to backhand this kid. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the same album? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I man, it was boring, bro. And I was just like, boring. Um, you know, and, you so, know Future's nuts. album um, – I never, uh, I, I never, liked li- I never you. liked you. Yeah, dropped like a, like a week later or something yeah. as well, which is also a fucking solid album. Yeah, I fuck with that shit hard. I fuck with both of them in their own rights. Yeah, you know what I mean. And some this kid was like, nah, man, I feel one though. Oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Like that's that's the that's the drawing. And I'm like, okay, so it's a taste in music, but it's yeah. like, all right. But how can you discredit this guy? Is like arguably like the lyricist of our time and sonically yeah. everything that was achieved on that album. How do you just dismiss it? Mind you, Kendrick hasn't dropped for five years. Yeah. So he's been working on this for five years, maybe three. If he took two years to yeah. just live, bro, it's a long time to just to simply just disclose that that's shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I agree, bro. this is the world we live in, bro. So yeah. you're a unique. I would hope and love, and I know that a lot of people who listen to my own music are like people like yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's what, that's what people like. You get it, bro.
0: Yeah. I also think I've said this before. It's most probably the reason why J.I.D. and Joey Badass don't get more respect on their name because mm. they're – some of the things they come across with, bro, I I feel like they're lost in the current generation. Joey not so much but J.I.D. I feel as well. Yeah. Like I think J.I.D. is going to be like – I don't know, bro. It sounds dumb but I think he like, could be one of the greatest by the time he's done. When his first album, did you listen to DiCaprio?
1: No. So with J.I.D. like being immediately – I hear what comes across, like what comes through the pipeline – I've not been a super, Gotta give it super it. like I know, like I like I know he's good. Like we've even been on the same festivals. Like I know, yeah. I know home is good. It's it's like I've just been my ear space in time has been different things. And when I want to listen to someone, I need to lock in and grow and understand. Yeah. So that I will self admit that one. But then on the flip side with Joey, like you know, I have followed Joey, you know, since like nineteen ninety nine yeah. and everything since the mixtape days and stuff. So like I would sit and gravitate to him and and that because I think Jody came out under jo- under Cole. Dreamville. Um, yeah. dreamville so i was more tapping with like cole if anything and just sort of like yeah. on that but
0: yeah i hear you yeah and wretch 32 as well
1: wretch 32 and Avalino. they need to put respect on wretch's name
0: but i just i don't know for what they say in like a in like it just baffles me how they put it all together sorry to
1: change this off you wrote a random story not a story i'll just tell you yeah. i was in an uber with wretch's uncle <laughs> <laughs> the fuck Retch's uncle was my was my driver or something. He told, like he literally was like yeah, it's Proof? my uncle. He showed me a photo of him on his on his phone. Nuts. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's what's up. Anyway, well, that's good. Well, to in me. London, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That like, is. Yeah, he was so proud. Yeah, I'd be
0: proud too. Mm. He's one of man. He's one of the best. Yeah, in my eyes, when I look at London, i like, yeah, Dave, Scap, Retch. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. Oh, a pot of paper. Mm. I think, I don't, know, I don't know if you're listening I'm to I'm not on a
1: pot of paper, no. You've got to be. Yeah. Trust the me. others you mentioned, yeah. Go, right. go. You're going to have to send me a list of some of the things well, you're bro, listening we'll, to. I'll
0: book the Airbnb and Lura. we'll sit down and we'll listen to Pot of Paper's <laughs> Training Days, bro. He has so, a trilogy of albums. It's okay. almost like the Carters from Lil yeah, Wayne. Yeah. It's called Training Day. Okay. And he gets locked up in, in between every single album. Got so you. Training Day 1, after that's done, he's locked up. Right. Training Day 2, after that's done, What, is that up. the
1: concept of the album or he actually is getting no, locked No, that's his life. He could just get locked up each time. Yeah, trying. yeah, yeah. God damn.
0: Small little chubby um, white Algerian kid. My guy's out here,
1: bro. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't.
0: He, like he looked like Harry Potter as well. He's got massive, um, mm-hmm. massive glasses with massive. I'm sure lenses, I would have heard some proper gangster, yeah. But, like I'm sure I you would heard never pick it. Um, nonetheless, we've been at it for almost two hours. Is that it's right? 8 p.m. God damn. Um, before we before we finish up, yeah. One piece of advice for 18 year olds
1: who have just left school yeah um best thing i would say is if you're 18 like they tell you like now from 18 to 20s you know party do all that yeah fuck around i would say like look my friends 18 19 cool 20 grind mode, fix up get it in like if someone if i could go back i would if someone could tell me that I would have like been locked in. I was, Same bro. But the thing is, I would say to any like teenager, and come out of high school, you know, usually is the time, you know, a lot of pressure is like, yo, are you going to uni? You're going to trade? You're going into the workforce? Yeah. I feel like now in 2023, we live in an environment now where, in a world where you don't have to go by the usual norms of, all right, I'm going to go to uni if you want to, and you want to be and educate yourself and 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 get further, go by all means. Yeah. Um but it, you know to be part of the rat race now is not it's not mandatory i mean there's so many other ways now to 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 earn and to make a living and to f- pursue your happiness and dreams so i would say to any 18 year old like don't like it's a stressful if you remember that time like yeah. you know in high school it's like what's your uh, what's your a a all that shit but really it's just about like just take a breath enjoy the moments like now in those last years of your teens yeah. you know 18 19 then when you're 20, yeah, get it in. Yeah. You know, so and then figure out leading up to that, what what are you what are you looking to do? And you know, mm-hmm. and follow, pursue, pursue your happiness and the passion of what you want to do, you know, and because everything now is at the palm of our hands. You know what I mean? These 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 phones right here, man, like yeah. you know what it's I crazy, mean. I've eh? got 50k deals on these shits, like yeah. people can it, it's like this right here is like a tool. And if you know how to use it, go ahead and do it in any way, in any fashion. And just yeah just think outside the box you know and, yeah. and 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 go for it i wish like for me at
0: 18 i wish i was told to just be more creative and fuck around more with ideas in my head because i was always too afraid of judgment mm. at 18 like i'm fucking naive at 18 eh? like if you think <laughs> about it i only fixed up last year or yeah. end of 2021 really yeah that's when i really started to get my life together so it was very much like as
1: you should. How old are you? You said you were twenty-three. I'm 23. Yes, you should. Like, yeah. I mean, that's even still early, bro. Yeah. As so in,
0: yeah. I finished uni in twenty twenty-one, and then I only fixed up last year. And but I wish at like eighteen, whilst I was at uni, I fucked. It. I had so many different ideas in my heads for things I wanted to do. Mm. Like this whole concept. Like I, I, I. Yeah, it's it's hard to put into words. But I always say to eighteen-year-olds, like, fuck around and find out. Mm. Like, mm. don't mm. don't worry about going to fucking local mm. on the weekend. Just if you have an idea, just the, like think it through and let's see if you can try and execute that. Yeah. Like there's not nothing wrong with trying and it's
1: the perfect age.
0: Now Look, I've got but, mad pressure on me as well. But you, know, remember, you do remember that
1: time like to take off the pressure, right? Especially as males, man. I feel like we take a little bit longer to get there. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> our females are definitely like, like, faster and more mature than yeah. we are straight up and they, so they, they work it out but it's like you know, as we get out of there, like 18, 19, when we're we hungry, bro, like we're yeah. trying to see what's good. Like we're trying to get active, you know, yeah. in, in the streets, in the sheets, the whole lot. And then, you know, like we're trying to like we just got a lot of energy, a lot yeah. to, to blow. So I mean, it's just natural. Like we have to do that, you know. Yeah. Whatever it is to find your our way, and then in you start to get to those twenties, you know. Hopefully, you know, you've got people around you to sort of guide you and say, hey, like. All right, let's really start yeah. working now. And I think people are becoming more aware that now it's, it's the best thing to do is actually to get the grind mode right in the years that we're we're in our 20s and 30s. Yeah. So give or take our 40s so that in our 50s, actually, fuck that. 40s, we want to be retired yeah. by then now. You know, we want to get all the work done the next two years. We out here, kids are making out here like making a killing just off of crypto, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? like. Drop hey, shit like that. Everyone yeah. had to you know, all that type yeah. of shit. So everyone's thinking outside the box now to get to where they want to get to. So it's about really actually locking in and trying to get all these things done now and spending these years where we have the most energy so that we can enjoy the later years. Because yeah. I was always taught in reverse in that sense. So you know what I mean? That's the that's the case. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thanks for on, bro. Thank you Honestly, for having me, man. Blessed bro. Cheers, it's man. It's been a pleasure. Nice one. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good shit. Be wise on Spotify, and it's you gotta be wise, isn't you it? You
1: gotta be wise on the socials, yeah. all the socials. You know what I use. See you next yeah, week. Bless.